0: Thank you. How are you? Good. I want to make sure that I'm recording. So it's a good idea. All right. So this isn't a live, so don't worry about that. Okay. Before we get started, I want to get your authorization and consent to edit, record, and distribute this e- uh this email. <laughs> this podcast on behalf of my show on the edge with april mahoney for good person productions is that okay that's absolutely perfect thank you and let's gather a little space and a little energy together so that we have some synchronicity lovely just want to make sure that this message lands upon the ears that need to heal it hear it upon the hearts that need to feel it within the hands that need to hold it May it provide comfort and healing information for the people that are going to be under the sound of our voice. Thank you, ma'am. Now, um, we are going to be discussing migraine remedies. Now, let me ask a question. You're not a doctor,
1: correct? I'm not a doctor absolutely not
0: and you are are you in the medical field at all or these are remedies that you have researched on your own
1: totally holistic all of it's holistic
0: now this is not an MLM where you're doing supplements and all that other kind of stuff absolutely
1: no okay so holistic no, it's, it's, it's my journey, what I've discovered, you know, the amount that I've discovered that we could do to heal ourselves, plus the um, energy healing techniques that I use. Right.
0: I'm
1: sorry, you said it's some energy healing? Yes, energy healing techniques that I use, Reiki and metaphysical anatomy. Okay. I'm sorry, you said Reiki and what else? Metaphysical anatomy. Okay. Where are you at? Where are you located? I'm in the UK, right in the middle of it. Okay. In the Midlands. Go. Hmm.
0: Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney. Ladies and gentlemen, brains, we are here for another great episode. This is the place where the conversation is pointed and the guests are sharp. There she is. The responses are never dull. Today, we're visiting the UK, the United Kingdom, with Joe Cooper. Brains. the worst thing that you could have is a headache. I tell you, I've never had maybe two severe headaches in my life. But there are people that live in chronic pain where the room has to be dark they can't take certain smells they can't take certain sounds uh, if you touch them they just shiver i had a girlfriend that had to have injections that her migraines were so bad well joe cooper is uh worked through some of this with a holistic approach Now let me add a little disclaimer. If you are currently under a regiment with a doctor, we want you to stick with that. However, these are some alternatives, some holistic approaches that if you care to explore, we want to provide you with the information. Okay? So thank you so much, Joe, for being here on the edge with me. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Now my phone rings. Hold on one second. I'll cut edit this out. Yeah, 709. I'm from Erica, Glory. Hello. I don't recall calling your house. I'm in the middle of an interview. Did okay. Uh huh. (laughs) So much for that, huh?
1: Life happens. Life happens.
0: All right. So let's do that again. I'm going to do the whole intro again. Okay.
1: Take it from the top.
0: Welcome to On The Edge with April Mahoney, ladies, gentlemen, brains. This is the place where the conversation is pointed and the guests are sharp and the responses are never dull. We have a wonderful guest today, Joe Cooper from the UK. Brains, there's nothing worse than a headache. And I tell you, I have some friends that really suffer. The room has to be dark. They can't stand certain smells. They can't uh, stand certain sounds. You never know what's going to trigger them. And it's, you know, debilitating. I have one girlfriend that has to have injections because her migraines are so bad, or you have to take her to the emergency room. Joe is going to tell us about her experience and what she has been through to find relief. Now, we want to give a disclaimer that in the event that you are under a doctor's care, we want you to continue that regimen. But these are some alternatives, these are holistic approaches that Joe has tried, and she has found great favor, and she wants to share those with you. So, we want to provide you with all the information for wellness. Okay. Thank you so much, Joe. Welcome to The Edge, Precious.
1: Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. I love your voice. Can you sing? No, not at all. Oh, you wouldn't. seem like that. The, the kids have told me
0: I can't sing. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. It's sultry and raspy and sexy. It's beautiful. So tell us a little bit about your story, your journey and your truth.
1: Okay, so I was um, 22 when I got my, well, I got a headache one day, I was at college, I was studying to be an accountant, so I was working um, and doing day release, and I got a really bad headache one day, um, and went home from college, which was very unlike me. Um, what I didn't realise at that time was that that actually was the was the beginning of my first migraine, which lasted for weeks and weeks and weeks, and just, would, I couldn't shift it. Um, so obviously went to the doctors, did all of the things, took all of the medication, and um yeah nothing nothing shifted it so eventually you know life goes on doesn't it so so you know you can't well you can some people do unfortunately um but I managed to pick myself up to an extent and sort of move forwards. and I started looking at all sorts of different holistic things um at the time as well so I managed to get myself better to the to the extent that I could function you know I've I've, I've had a, a full and happy life um, but, and migraines are very, very different from person to person, okay? No people, two people actually experience migraine the same. Um, for me, um, yes, there's the disorientation, there's the, um, the, what's the word I'm looking for, the, the nausea, that, mm-hmm. that was a big part. You know, I had that for weeks in the early days, but basically for 28 days, 28 years, sorry, I had constant head pain. So you I had a con- tw- Wait, 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 th- let me say, you. you had this for 28 years? 28 years, I had a headache all of the time.
0: Wow. At different degrees and different stages, it wasn't the, the same intensity Absolutely. all the time, but you you had a constant headache.
1: Absolutely, yes. So sometimes it would be what people think of as more of the, I mean, the diagnosis was migraine right from the get-go. Um, but a lot of people say, um a migraines not just a headache um but some people a migraine is actually just a headache um so yes I would get the whole you know nausea the disorientation and all the other things that go with it I've never had aura actually um never had a problem with that but um constant head pain yeah all the time and yes it would vary in intensity and, and it would go up and down depending on what I was doing and how much I was focusing on it and this that and the other it would it would change change a lot
0: Let me ask a question, because I want to ask a question as we get into this. The doctor immediately said migraine. Did they check you for other, um, you know, maybe an aneurysm, blood pressure? They they went through all of these different things, and the end diagnosis was migraine.
1: Yeah, I had all of the tests, all of the scans, all of the x-rays. You know, there was no... You know, they were looking for brain tumours, but, you know, the whole works they were looking for. Um, Yeah, and, you know, I was under the care of a neurologist. Um, Yeah, complete mystery illness, basically. There was no no cause that they could see. There was no reason for it. Um, And as, you know, I mean, I was under their sort of constant care for a few years, but as I became more sort of able to cope with it and to function with it, and to be honest, I think a lot of that is the, the fact that if you have something all of the time, there's a huge element of just getting used to it. You know, no matter what it is and no matter how awful it is, there is an element of, well, it's there all the time. And you become a little bit decent. Like a bad spouse. <laughs> yeah. Ab- ab- absolutely. You know, you you and you you become used to it. You know, and, and life still happens, doesn't it? You know, life goes on and you still want to live life. So you 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 manage as best you can with what you've got. Um I've managed extremely well, you know, this is no sob story by a long shot. Um but, uh, you know, the back of my mind was always this sort of constant pain going on. And I think what brought it to a head? Well, I know what brought it to a head. Um, about seven years ago, I had a skiing accident um, and it was a, you know, a physical wound. I lost a lot of blood, but I didn't recover from that accident. And I was sort of sitting there thinking, OK, so physically I've healed and this is healed. And and I, I wasn't. I was I was really poorly, um, you know, mentally and physically. I just felt broken. I was sort of lying on the sofa, um, not really been able to do anything. Um, I could just about sort of take care of myself, but certainly taking care of the family just um, yeah couldn't do it. So that's that's when I really realised that um, I needed to up level my healing journey, basically, and I needed to figure out a way to um, sort everything out. Um, so that's when I really went into um, you know the researching and the digging deep into what it is that we can do to help ourselves. So again, you know, I'd been in this situation before. Um, I'd got a diagnosis of PTSD and chronic fatigue i would got no solution to it. You know, there was no, oh, you've got this, take this, pill; it, will sort you out. You know, there was none of that. Um, you know, people started, or doctors started suggesting cognitive behavioral therapy and they started suggesting, you know, traditional therapy. And I did do traditional therapy. Um, I had an amazing lady that helped me enormously. And she really helped me to understand, why my body was doing what it was doing, you know, why it was reacting to what I'd been through in the way that it was reacting. So I started to really understand um, <clears throat> how my body was working and what it was doing, which enabled me to be a lot kinder towards it, if that makes sense.
0: know I had some back issues. And the first thing the person told me that, he, that helped me heal was don't aggravate
1: it, don't make it angry it's very interesting you should make that you should make that observation because anger and pain it, it, you know in, in the work that i do anger and pain go actually go hand in hand so what i came to understand is that you know i'd had this constant pain for 28 years so there's got to be some anger element going on there um, now that was probably the thing that took me the most to get over because i've never been an angry person you know i don't i'm, I'm not not volatile um, i'm sort of on an even keel always have been um but suppressed anger is a real thing as well so you know what I would say is is in my experience personally and also working with clients that um if there's pain whether it be chronic as in acute or whether it be chronic as in long term then there's um going to be an element of anger whether it be that you can't express your anger when you feel angry um or or whether you actually are very angry you know some people say to me they say um you know, I just get angry at the most ridiculous things. I just, you know, something will happen and I'm suddenly whoosh, you know, really angry. It's very closely linked with chronic pain and it's all linked with, um, you know, emotional stress that we hold um, and trauma that we've experienced over the years. So you go through this whole metamorphosis of
0: change, but then you adapt, you know, you say, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to make the best of it. And then one day you say, nope. I've been through this before after the accident. I'm gonna heal. What was your, um, what was your initial response? I mean, you know, I know you said you had enough. What did you do? Did you pick up a book? Did you
1: call a phone? Did you listen to a podcast? Where did you start your research? Yeah, book, books and Google. <clears throat> um, you know, I was, I was in hospital in France where the skin accident happened and mum was texting me, I'd lost a lot of blood and she was texting me um, that my auntie had, had been in touch with her and said that I needed to start eating watercress and, um, you know, spinach and all of these things and, and basically gave me this really strong idea that by eating the right thing, I could increase my iron levels again. So I started researching, you know, how, to, how do I increase my iron levels? And, you know, when I came home, I carried on with that I actually got my iron levels up really fast but I was still you know exhausted you know I couldn't do anything I was still mentally and physically felt broken and then I just literally you know I'm lying on the sofa and I just had this really strong um feeling that I was going to come out of it better than I went into it Mm. um and and that was a huge moment really um you know I mentioned it to my husband and he didn't get it at all it was the first time he looked at me as if I might be going completely bonkers and I, I was like no I really feel but you know this is this is here for a reason you know this is this is here to teach me something or to learn from um I'd actually been doing Reiki for many years at this point I've been using Reiki which um I don't know if you're aware of it but it's basically oh, energy my, oh
0: honey yes I've had it done it's the best Energy yeah. massage you can have with your clothes on brains. You better get your reiki on. And, you know, but system. it really opens up your channels, it opens up your chakra, but there is a lot of duality. There is a lot of back and forth with your uh with your your facilitator and your body. You have to lend yourself to this. After my first Reiki session, I was exhausted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I didn't think. so how did you find that reiki helped you with the migraine but it also helped you from your
1: uh with your recovery from your skiing accident correct it did yes so i um when i wanted to start a family i went to the doctors and said i want to start a family because i was taking all sorts of medication at that time and they basically said you can't take this medication if you're going to be pregnant um so i was like well what do i do and he said well you can take paracetamol and i was like you know that's marvelous, but paracetamol will never touch the edge of anything, uh, which anybody with a migraine will will know that paracetamol is just, just, okay, wait, mighty. you said
0: the word, you said the word kind of fast, what
1: is it? Paracetamol. Paracetamol. That yeah, is it's a, just a regular painkiller that everybody will have had at some point. You, have you got a different, you in America, have you got a different name for it? I have no idea
0: what it might be. Is it a heavy duty, like an opioid or a narcotic
1: no, no, it's, or is it over-the-counter? Over-the-counter. Have you heard of neurofen? Neurof- yeah, I've heard of that. So ibuprofen, and then paracetamol. Ibuprofen, yeah, yeah so that,
0: you know, and I I found personally that I don't agree with ibuprofen at all. It tears my stomach up. It makes me just really, really nauseous. So I can't do it. And if you have other combinations of other uh, illnesses or medications that you're taking, it doesn't really seem to be very harmonious. So they in, they wanted to give you that. Now, were your... um were your migraines severe enough where you maybe had to go to the e
1: r from time to time? no, I've never had to do that. They've never been that bad, okay,
0: okay, yeah I had a a coworker that she'd go in the bathroom and she'd have to take injections and I don't know I don't know if I could live with with that. It's just that constant. And everyone's different, you know. Is it in the frontal lobe, the left, right, back? So I guess it just depends on where that aching is all the time. But again, you contributed it to nausea, and it just makes every it makes you weak because you don't want to eat. You you have brain fog, and then you don't really realize when you're normal because you've been in pain for so long.
1: And what I didn't realize until after I'd healed. was that the medication that I was taking to um, alleviate my migraine symptoms, um, in fact I took a picture of the box and posted it on social media not so long ago, the three, you know how on the back of medication it always tells you what it might cause, Mm -hmm. Um, yeah the three main things that what I was taking would cause would be nausea, drowsiness and headaches and they were the three things that I was actually trying to alleviate. Mm -hmm. So basically when the doctor told me that I couldn't take um, this medication, um, I was like, well, I've, I've got to do something for the pain. So um, that's when I got into Reiki. Luckily, I had a family friend who's amazing, um, who I started seeing and, and worked with her holistically while I was pregnant, and that was amazing. So then I became attuned and I, I used Reiki for my own pain relief um, for 20 years or so. After my accident, I felt really strongly drawn to getting more into Reiki, finishing you know the level three, becoming the Reiki master. And um, and I haven't stopped since then, to be honest. I've been on a on a, on a really big journey. Um, you know, one thing has led to another. Um, I came across, because I was very strongly drawn to it, um, a technique called the metaphysical anatomy technique, which effectively is an emotional trauma release technique. Um, emotion and trauma release isn't something that I've ever felt particularly drawn to itself. This is very much a um, a personal development tool. It's all about... it's it's not about reliving the trauma, you know, it's not therapy, it's not about talking about something awful that happened. Um, And actually, as in my case, it doesn't necessarily have to be like one awful thing that happened, you know, a lot of people think of trauma as a bad thing that happened. But trauma actually is what I came to learn, it's anytime our bodies feels unsafe or out of control. So when I started to understand that, I was like, okay, so there isn't sort of any capital T trauma, if you like, in my life. But yeah, there's lots of times, you know, through childhood and what have you, when I would feel unsafe or out of control. I mean, I used to ride ponies, um, which was great and great fun, but the amount of times I'd be riding a pony and feeling completely unsafe and completely out of control. You know, it's the little things, the little things that we go through and experience in life can actually sort of equate to um, trauma. And then when we clear that, and we clear that with what I do with energy healing, um, we basically, what we're doing is we're working with the language of the body okay so it's it's psychosomatics it's the fact that um whatever it is we're presented with any sort of pain any disease any ailments so of course migraines comes into that, is given us a clue as to what the emotional stress is that the body's holding it's almost like there's there's behavioral patterns that are common um with various different illnesses ailments or whatever and um yeah, I, I was completely captivated by the concept and you know, just started learning all that I could. And, um, yeah, and as I learned and started, and to understand- so now
0: you're, you've taken all of this experience, you've <laughs> taken all of this wisdom, and you've endured the pain, you're pouring into others. Give us one or two, uh, great takeaways that people can do to you know get some temporary relief. In a holistic way without taking medication. Are there certain pressure points? Is there focal points? Is there a meditation? Uh, you know, is there maybe a foot massage?
1: Give us a couple of great takeaways. There is an awful lot. I think the biggest thing is to understand, and this is, you know, what I've learned on my journey. Um, I fully appreciate that people can say, oh, you do this and you'll sort your migraine out. I know how annoying that is. You know, I've been there for 28 years. It, you know, that, that's not helpful, I know. What I've come to learn through my own experience is that our mindset is is key. You know, what we tell ourselves, every single cell in our body is listening to our thoughts, what we tell ourselves matters. So if you've got migraines and think you can do nothing about them, as I did for so long, that actually, Has a negative impact on us. If we can change our mindset and think, okay, so I've got migraines, but there's something I can do about it. You know, if we start really tuning into our body and working with it and saying, okay, well, if my body's trying to talk to me, you know, our body's got its own language. If it's trying to talk to me, what is it telling me? And what I find a lot with people with migraines, and certainly myself included, You know, one of the the main things with, with I'm going to call it a typical migraine, as I say, they all vary. A lot of people with with migraines will find that they have to go and lie in a darkened room. You know, they have to shut the world out. They can't do anything. And, you know, when we start looking at the psychosomatics and start to think, okay, well, what's the reason for that? So I will sort of start to question, well, do you take that time out without the migraine? And you sort of start to, to realize that the psychosomatics of migraine um, sufferers, they tend to be people pleasers, they tend to be perfectionists, you know, they tend to be overthinkers. So anything that we can do to just be kind to ourselves is going to make a huge difference. And our thought process, what we tell ourselves is really fundamental in that. It, you know, and
0: I can, I can see that. But when you've got a migraine, thinking, just trying to get over the pain. Uh, looking at the root cause because stress and trauma, they turn into dis ease. You know, and I see that and I hear that over and over again. Reversing it is one thing, maintaining it and being able to deal with it is something else. Being able to cope, uh, it's a lot to go into that. So, as you work with your clients, you really kind of help them focus on mindset, being kind to themselves, more relaxation, Reiki, those type of things If what you have found to be very helpful in relief, not, not again, healing brains, because we're not, you know, it's not going to work for everybody, but it will provide relief. And that's what we want to do is we want to provide relief. But let's get to know you, Joe, a little bit, because that's, some heavy lifting so you were a skier as you told me you were a, a pretty proficient skier
1: for a long time um yeah I, I was okay yeah
0: I've
1: never been a brilliant skier. yeah well you but know yeah. what I tried to ski
0: and I couldn't wedge one time and the tree was coming too close and I was like oh. okay <laughs> we'll walk back to the lodge and have a cocktail how about that you know but it's it's a, it's a lot so what do you do now for, you know, for, for exercise? Because you have to be gentle with your back and you want to be gentle with, you know, with your mind and your thought process. What things do you do now for, um uh, for, for exercise? Yeah,
1: I love, love yoga. I love that whole mind, body, spirit connection. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really powerful. And I love Pilates as well. Um, I, I actually do a one-to-one um, Pilates session every week. Sometimes there's two of us there um with somebody that that really can can you know they, she can literally look at my body and tell me what I need to do um so right. things like you know it's gentle exercise and you know things like walking anything like that's good um what I actually really love and is a lot of fun is rebounding uh, which is basically it's jumping up and down on a mini trampoline that's my absolute favorite um I wouldn't have been able to do that with a headache so that's you know one of the things now uh, I've, or a backache I've my in the past no or backache so now now that I've got over all of this stuff um yeah, I absolutely love rebounding. It's a lot of fun. So do you incorporate a certain diet to keep your stamina up too? Absolutely, that was one of the first things I changed. So lots of um, fruit, uh, lots of vegetables. Um, and you know, it's it's not a case of, of you have to do this, you have to, you know, it's not being vegan or being vegetarian or anything like that. Right. It's about adding in the whole foods, you know, adding in the fruit, adding in the vegetables. Fruit is key. And um, fruit actually is something I cut out years ago when the doctors first said, you know, what's your sugar intake, which absolutely we should do. Right. Um, I put fruit into the bracket of sugar, which I now realize um, it's a completely different type of sugar. It and is a completely different type of
0: sugar. And I'm reading a, a really great book. It's called Fit for Life. And what it tells us that the, for the body to do its own cleansing is that you should eat fruit not necessarily the fruit juice, but the actual raw fruit 30 minutes before on an empty stomach, 30 minutes before you have your regular meal. And it is automatically cleansing the body. And I have found that it really works. And food combining gives me so much more energy. You know, not putting meat with carbs, but I put the meat with vegetables or vegetables with vegetables. I try to go with meatless days. You know, and again, brains, I eat meat, so I'm not trying to pretend like I don't. But when you think about that, that uh, meat's been dead three weeks almost uh, before you consume it, and then you have to digest it and eliminate it. That takes a lot of stress on the body. So you want to take care of that. People that are self-medicating, a lot of alcohol, you know, depression, all those things can definitely contribute to that. And it's hard to, you know, change your lifestyle. Sometimes people are in difficult situations where their spouse or their children or their job or their finances are also the trigger for these types of illnesses. But when you try to say, okay, well, I want to, you know, heal my migraine and be kind to myself, but you've got these contributor contributing factors, you need to offset that with, a nice meal or with some yoga or with some Pilagis or with some meditation. All of that is fun. So now let's ask one of my favorite questions. If you were a teapot. Nope. That's not the question I wanted to ask. If you were an appliance in the kitchen, what appliance would you be?
1: An appliance in the kitchen. gosh what a question okay I think I'd be a blender why because I um what I've come to realize on this journey I'm very equally left and right brained so you know I started off being an accountant now I'm an energy healer um I very much blend the holistic with with more of you know the factual down to earth. you know I'm very good at um yes I you know I love the woo-woo and I do all of that but I'm very good at blending that into more of a practical, you know, solution that people can instigate, really.
0: Mm,
1: it's sort of, awesome. of marrying the two together.
0: Now you introduced it. You said you're into the
1: hoo-hoo. What is your favorite crystal? There's so many. I've got salt crystals on my table over there that's a light. Um, I think my favorite crystal would be an amethyst. Amethyst. A
0: lot of people really like the energy of the amethyst. I like the rose quartz.
1: Where is my rose quartz? A rose quartz is beautiful. I often I nearly always have a crystal in my pocket, actually, and a rose quartz. I
0: do. I have rose quartz. I just had it on my desk.
1: Oh, here she is. I love it. Beautiful.
0: It just seems like it centers me. It seems like it uh it just can take on the energy of any other crystal if you place it right. Mm -hmm. So, um, what planet are you from? I think I'm probably from the planet Earth, actually. Really? (laughs) I'm from Jupiter. I am out there. Oh yes, oh yes. (laughs) If you could time travel, where would you travel to? What
1: period? I would, um, I don't know if it's a period. The Gold Age of Atlantis, I would love to go, though, visit. Mm. I would love to go. And I know some people say it's a fictional place. Um, I don't know. No, I I think not. I would love to go there. Just did, a you watch did you watch
0: Avatar?
1: Did no. you watch
0: that movie?
1: Yeah. That,
0: yeah. It's similar, but not exactly. You know, it's that underwater uh,
1: fantasy life. Uh, what is your superpower? Gosh, my superpower. I think, um, okay, my superpower, I have um, discovered on this journey that I have an ability to, you know, literally read people's bodies. You know, I'm a very intuitive um, body reader, if you like. You know, so, you know, people come to me and they're like, well, I don't know what emotional stress is, this, that, and the other. I can facilitate them either accessing that, you know, if people can't access that. I can actually tune in and pick it up as well. Um, that's been very eye-opening for me because I didn't know I could do that until a few years ago. Can I ask a question? Um,
0: Because you are able to read the body, does that also make you uh, empathic?
1: Very empathic, definitely.
0: Yeah. Do you think that being empathic can also contribute to taking on the energy um, of individuals, not just through Reiki, but also, you know, the, the migraines, because that's a When you are, when you're very empathic, you take on the person's pain across
1: the street, you know? So the most simple way, you know, it's all about grounding yourself, isn't it? And protecting Mm -hmm. your energy. The simplest way I found to do this, and you can do it anywhere at any time. You know, particularly I find, you know, I don't like particularly crowded places, shopping centers, things like that. I used to find that quite draining. And I realized it was because I was picking up all of these energies because I was empathic and the simplest easiest and really really effective way to um, deal with that I find now um, I mean I've got all sorts of convoluted ways but this is really straightforward and anybody can do at any time it's just to acknowledge the difference between you and the other people you know acknowledge the difference between my energy and the energy around me um it's really powerful just to acknowledge the difference between you know your identity and somebody else's emotions so your emotions and somebody else's emotions you know if you with somebody that's really emotional and you start picking it up just you don't need to do it out loud you just acknowledge the difference between your emotions and their emotions and i find that to be extremely powerful okay you, talk about, and things.
0: you talked about others around you can you give maybe a suggestion to someone that is living with someone that is experiencing this pain because you don't know what to do. You want to continue to love, you want to continue to support, but you can end up being annoying too, because, oh, we come on and get up and you can fight through this and it's okay.
1: Not when your brain is on fire. No, and it is very, very difficult. And you know, a lot of people, you know, they might be having this intense pain, they might not be able to function, but they look okay. You know, they're, they're not bleeding or whatever. It can be very hard for people to understand what somebody's going through if have not been through it. And that's true of anything, whether it's migraines or anything else. Um, so I think really, you know, the, the best thing to do is, is just to be there, you know, and to listen. So rather than maybe sort of encourage, um, is, is to listen and to, you know, just be compassionate, just be that compassionate witness. Um, you know, let people talk if they want to talk and, and, and try as best you can to, you know, understand. Um, but things like just providing, you know, glasses of water, things like that, like, you know, put, put some cucumber or lemon in the water, you know, give, you know, put a few more n- nutrients in there. There's all sorts of little things. There's so, so much that we can actually do this, but, that, you know, little things to help, um, for definite. Do life. you
0: find that, you know, and again, this is a suggestion, do you find that increasing the electrolytes could help in different minerals? Did, can people research that as
1: well? It's not something I've ever looked into or done. Um, I, I literally, you know, are focused on the fruits, the whole foods, you know, I add fruit into my water. It's called water infusions. It's a relatively new thing, but it's been around for forever. Um, you know, just throw some fruit into your water, um, things like that. Um, so no electrolytes is never anything I've concentrated on or even particularly researched.
0: Mm, okay. Well, you have researched and done and been through a lot and we appreciate you so much. Please tell my brains how to get in contact with you, Joe, how they can get more information one-on-one. She has the ability to perform Reiki. Uh, You
1: know, are you doing it through Zoom as well? I work over Zoom, yes. So if you've got migraines, um, I do use Reiki, but metaphysical anatomy is what's going to get to the root of the root cause fast and clear it quickly. And also, you mentioned after Reiki, you were very tired. With metaphysical anatomy, um, it's a very easy and a very graceful process. So, you know, we don't get sort of the healing crises, um, of some energy healing techniques, so it's very graceful. Um, lots more information about it all on my website, which is holistically-whole.co.uk. Um, I have a Facebook group called Moving On From Migraine with Joe Cooper, um, where I share an awful lot of things. In fact, I ran a workshop last week. So, um, you know, five days, an hour a day, lots and lots of useful information that's easy for you to implement. One of the biggest takeaways, I think, with this and, you know, everything I am saying, baby steps are really, really good. You know, whether you're looking at your diet or whatever it is, you know, don't expect to suddenly change everything overnight. You don't need to just introduce something. So introduce a bit more fruit and, and, you know, make it easy. Let it be easy for yourself because you don't want this to be, you don't want it to be another job. You know, you just want to um, be taking positive steps but they can still be small steps. Okay, it's really, really important um, to always be kind to yourself.
0: Absolutely. You would have to be kind to yourself. Thank you so much, Joe, uh, for being here on the edge. We appreciate you. We value you brains. I need you to go to this location right here. I'm going to put all Joe's information at the back of the interview. We are going to rerun this. Please share this with someone that is in pain and struggling or seeking out information. Information is powerful uh, and to have options and to have choices. Thank you so much again, and come back and visit me soon. Take care of yourself, precious.
1: Thank you very much. Take care.
0: Bye, brains.